welcome to another episode of Proactive Parenting, a show where I offer judgment-free advice on how to raise value-driven kids in a way that's right for your family using the most current scientific research out there. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Marie Mason. I'm a certified nurse practitioner, published author, and expert in child development. I'm also the mom of two gorgeous teens, so I know firsthand how much pressure and misinformation is out there. That's why I'm here. So grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee and settle in. And let's let down our guard because this is a safe space to ask questions, get real honest answers about how to raise kids in a way that works for you. In today's episode, I want to talk about aggression in small children and how that can lead to negative behaviors in older children if left unchecked. Now, it seems that everyone is focused on bullying amongst children and teens. But to really understand these behaviors, we have to look at how children grow and develop aggressive behaviors that later show up as bullying. The research is clear. Aggressiveness is a behavior that can arise in any child due to their temperament or character. But the key to stopping the aggression is to address it early in a child's life and to teach them healthier behaviors. So let's talk today about how to spot aggression or hurtful behaviors in small children so it can be addressed early and permanently. Just to let you know, a large part of today's episode is based on developmental theory and also the Play Nicely series that specifically focuses on interpersonal relationships and emotional learning in small children. A frequent question I get in my practice is, what do I do when I see my child hurt another child? And this question is commonly asked with a bit of embarrassment and hesitancy because no one wants to see their little one hurt someone else. So let me share some hopeful information with you. All children between ages one and three may be aggressive, and this usually peaks around 24 months. Luckily, most kiddos learn to have less aggressive behaviors between three and seven years of age. So you may be wondering, what does aggression look like in little children? Well, it usually shows itself as hitting, pushing, kicking, poking, pinching, biting, hair pulling, or taking things from others. I believe that anyone who cares for children, and especially their parents, can help reduce aggression by guiding little ones towards non-hurtful behaviors while they're still young. It's important to remember that addressing aggression is not just a one-time lesson or quick fix. Instead, it's a guiding process that takes place over days, months, years, until the child has learned healthier behaviors to deal with their feelings. I know that some parents may not see some of the behaviors I listed off as a bad thing or think that little ones will just outgrow them with time. But the research is clear. Children do not outgrow aggression. A large international study followed boys from age 6 to age 15. They found within this study 5 to 10 percent of these boys had persistent aggression. And within this group with persistent aggression, the aggression levels increased year on year 
these boys never outgrew it. It just continued to increase over time. The research also reveals that the most violent adults have had a long history of hurtful behaviors, many of them starting when they were very young. This happens because hurtful behaviors can become a stable characteristic by three years of age if not addressed. Children who don't learn to manage aggression between the ages of three and seven are much more likely to be violent as they grow older. This is why it's so important that we address hurtful behaviors in our little ones as soon as we see them. We can't make excuses for them like, oh, he's just tired today. We can't ignore them and hope that our kiddo will outgrow them. And we definitely can't encourage them by making jokes about it or giving high fives. Instead, we need to think about our child's needs and our family's needs. Is our child sleep deprived, poorly nourished, has a learning or physical disability? Do they have a speech impediment? All of these things and many others can influence hurtful behaviors. We also need to take a look at our family. Are there any mental health issues like depression or anxiety? Is there any substance abuse? Has there been a big change like divorce or the creation of a new blended family? Has a new sibling been born? All of these variables can influence our child's behavior because they can create strong emotions. Emotions that small children may not be able to recognize and struggle to deal with, and in the end may come out as hurtful behaviors. Luckily, there's five easy to understand steps to help reduce hurtful behaviors and guide little ones towards kinder behaviors. The first is we need to teach our children not to be victims. Second is to learn how to respond when we see hurtful behaviors. Third, decrease exposure to violent content. Fourth, show love. And fifth, be consistent. So let's take a look at each of these steps a little closer to understand them better. Let's start with the first, teaching our kids not to be a victim. It's so important from a very young age that we empower our children to look other hurtful children in the eye and say firmly, no, that hurts, don't hit me. And that might seem hard to do, but we can do this by teaching our children what being hurtful means, explaining that when someone is pinching, poking, kicking, or taking something away, that's hurtful. And we don't want to do that to someone else, and we don't have to tolerate someone doing it to us. Another thing we need to do is teach about what to do when someone is hurtful. First thing is say those words. No, that hurts. Don't hit me. Make a clear statement. And if the person, other child stops, then your child can continue to play with them. However, if the other child does not stop, we need to teach our little ones to continue looking at them and back away. That's not giving in or running away. We need to explain that you're showing that when somebody hurts you, you don't want to play with them. So we never want to have our children learn that even if somebody hurts them, they have to continue playing. We need to empower them to know that they can remove themselves from the situation so they don't continue to be harmed. We also need to be a role model by giving children examples of how to use words to resolve problems. 
So anytime we see children hitting, pinching, kicking, or taking things away, we want to stop the behavior, but then give them new ways to express what they're thinking or feeling in a way that is non-hurtful. The second step is to learn to respond to hurtful behaviors. If we see a child being hurtful to another child, we must respond. Unfortunately, there's not one ideal manner to use because there are some methods that work better with some kids than others. Just remember to adjust the response based on the age of the child and the circumstances. But there are some good options to start. One is set the rule. Simply by saying, one of our most important rules is not to hurt others with our hands or words. Set the rule so the children understand clearly what the expectation is. You can also redirect. Johnny, your hands are for drawing, not for hitting. So giving the child a cue that they're not using their body correctly. Another option is to get children to think of others such as, Susie, how would you like it if someone came over and took your toy when you were playing with it? You wouldn't like it, would you? Even though little children don't have abstract thought, just having them get in their own bodies and think, gosh, I wouldn't like that to be done to me. That's a pretty concrete feeling that they can relate to, even at very young ages. Of course, we always want to praise them when they're behaving well. When we see children sharing, saying, you're doing such a good job sharing your toys today, or you really did a good job helping pick up toys and not fighting with anybody about who got to put the basket away. Now, if it's an older child, you can teach them why hurtful behaviors are wrong and set an expectation, such as, I expect you to use your words instead of your fists next time. The key to changing inappropriate behavior is to respond every time by choosing a response that works for the child and the situation. The third step is to decrease exposure to violence. This includes TV, movies, and video games. The research is clear that children who watch violent content have more hurtful behaviors, are less caring, have unrealistic expectation of what happens with hurtful behaviors because movies and videos show victims in an unrealistic way and they show a consequence-free environment. So if kids are watching or seeing a lot of hurtful behavior on TV or in video games, it can be very hard to teach them not to be hurtful. This happens because little ones don't know the difference between real and pretend. It is important to remind our children that in real life, people get hurt. So to help our little ones see less violent content, it's important to set limits on the amount of screen time they have and monitor what they're watching. It's also a good idea to keep screens out of the bedroom because you won't be able to monitor what is being watched. But it also has other benefits, like having your child spending more time with the family, better grades, and preventing sleep problems. Overall, it's always better that our kiddos have less screen time. The fourth step is to show love. 
Whenever we can, we should express love to our children. It's best if we can carve out 10, 15, maybe even 30 minutes each day to individually spend time with our kiddos. That time is great to hug and hold them, read, talk, sing songs, tell stories, or just be silly. Playing inside and out is a great way to get some physical movement and burn off energy, and that can help reduce hurtful behaviors because it kind of wears our kiddos out. But know that even when we give our child lots of love, they're still going to misbehave sometimes. Just remember, the behavior is bad, not the child. Try to reinforce love every day because a child who feels love is less likely to act out. And the final step is being consistent. It is so important that we are consistent with rules or our children quickly learn not to listen. To help us be consistent, it's important to remember the difference between preferences and rules. A preference could be, I don't want to see you biting your nails. A rule is no hitting. As parents, we can ignore preferences or not. So when we see our child biting their nails, we can choose to intervene or not depending on the situation. However, we have to respond every time a rule is broken. So if we see our child hitting, we have to step in and correct them. This difference between preferences and rules can help us answer an important question. Am I able and willing to follow through with what I'm about to say? If we don't mean what we're going to say and are just threatening our child, then we should not say it because our kiddos learn very quickly that we don't mean what we say or follow through, which means that they won't listen to us. So putting all this information together, what do we need to do to get started? First, get everyone to agree on the rules and apply them. Our kids can't learn if we don't enforce the rule. Parents should talk about the rules privately so the kiddos get the same rule from both parents. Second, don't scold the other parent for how they parent in front of the kids. Talk in private and always keep a unified front for the children. Third, remember that this isn't easy and perfection is impossible, but we are aiming for progress. And fourth, we will see improved behaviors in our little ones more quickly if our kiddos know that no one will allow them to be hurtful. Most children will respond well and quickly to these approaches. However, there are some situations that call for professional help. These include a child who is frequently hurtful towards themselves, others, and pets, a child who never follows directions or listens, a child who does not seem attached to his or her caregivers, a child who rarely looks at you or touches you, a child who does not return to you in an unfamiliar place for some reassurance, or a child who frequently watches and enjoys violent TV, movies, or video games. If you know of any child who fits one or more of these descriptions, they should be seen by a professional for help.
because the earlier interventions are started, the better the outcomes. So really, if we want to address concerns of violence and bullying in our communities, it's vital that we begin to see and correct hurtful behaviors when they start in early childhood. Research has clearly described that hurtful behaviors in small children isn't something that just disappears as they grow. It is actually something they have to unlearn and replace with caring behaviors. Anyone who has or works with small children should be aware of hurtful behaviors and the strategies to guide little ones towards more caring behaviors. Because it's only by investing our time while our little ones are young and moldable will we be able to change the trajectory of a violent world. Everything is in our hands and it gives me so much hope that we have the power to make the world a kinder place. Well, that was a big topic for today. If you have any questions or comments about hurtful behaviors in young children, please don't hesitate to drop me an email. Just to let you know, I have a new email address. It is deanna at proactiveparenting.com. I also encourage you to find out more about me and what I do at my website, proactiveparenting.com. You can check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for my name, Deanna Marie Mason, and find a community of parents just like you. Of course, if you're interested in buying any of my books or my online courses, you can do so on my website. And again, that's proactiveparenting.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. That's all from me. I'm Dr. Deanna Marie Mason, signing off. I hope to see you in the next episode. Until then, take care and be well. Bye-bye.